Hello everyone! Hello, hello! How are you all? I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers! We are on location somewhere else. Yeah, much excite. Um, we're on the same sofa together, which is weird. Yeah. I'm usually across from you. I'm like, I'm like touching distance ah. from you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no like cat for me to stroke. There's no cat, there's no beanbag for me to... And hopefully no noisy children next door. We're trying to harness my small amount of energy before <laughs> I'm out of energy again. Growing a human is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and keeping another tiny human alive, also really hard. And an adult human. Yeah. So I am almost eight months. I've got like ten weeks. Nine and a half weeks left. Yep. That's scary. Yeah, it feels like it's gone really fast and really slow at the same time to me. I don't know how you feel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> when I was pregnant with my son, I was never scared of the labour or the birth. And yeah. this time I'm very, very stressed well, about it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't... I think because nothing went to plan the first time. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. You have an emergency caesarean, I think. After, just like, the baby four hormones. days of labour. <laughs> yeah, just because the baby hormones like to like downplay how yeah. scary those things are. I think I'm so scared this time. Like obviously everyone's reassuring me. Yeah. Like you can you can go for like a natural birth, like you can do it, it's fine. We'll just have a consultant there. And everyone's being very positive, but I'm still so scared. Do you remember what what was like what do you remember? What was the reason that it was such a long labour, do you know? I don't know if there was like it was just <clears throat> mystery baby stuff or if there was an actual medical no, reason. No, so um <laughs> When my waters broke, they discovered, because they don't like to root about yeah. once the waters broke, obviously, because infections can get involved. But after, so my waters broke Sunday morning, and then I went into hospital on, I went in a, oh, every day to be checked. Mm. And then on Wednesday, they were like, right, we need to have a, no, on Tuesday, they were like, right, we need to have a look. Mm. And by that point, I was like, well, yeah, I've been like in labour for... <laughs> I've been sitting You're in. A, me, pal. I've been sitting in a bath since Sunday. I was sitting on a yoga ball. Yeah, yeah. I've watched Archer through like twelve times, <laughs> and IT crowd, and they were like, "Oh, it's only actually your four waters that are broken." There's like two sets. Okay, four and then hind, mm. and they're like, "So we need to break your hinds ones, and then it's gonna be like a more intense labour." And I was like, "Oh, goody!" And we did that, and then baby was doing lots of moving, and it was all going going yeah. well and then suddenly he decided to stop moving and suddenly my temperature went right up which is a sign of yeah. an infection so I came in and they were like right so we need to take you for a uh, em- emergency c-section and I was like okay not really quite understanding what was going on I was yeah. delirious by this point yeah I was like okay 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 and they're like because we need to get baby out right now and I was like okay, okay. fine <laughs> and then the dudes came in I can't remember what they're called the epidural yeah and I was like hand the fuck on what are you guys doing to me <laughs> like, one second <laughs> and then yeah and then uh, so they said that my son had started the birth process he had a little mini cone head a little bit of a cone head yeah but yeah, my so, brother was born with a cone head. Yeah, and <laughs> um, we both had an infection, which is why we then had to stay in for a couple of days as well. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. My other friend who had a 
child around the same time as you. Yes. <laughs> thing is, so they told her, so they told her that she had sepsis from, again, same thing, infection mm-hmm. during the birthing process. But she didn't know what sepsis meant. Mm-hmm. So she didn't know she had sepsis until she left the hospital. She didn't know what it meant. Oh. They were all very worried. There was all these things in and her. And she was just like, la, 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 la. And she was just kind of like, I didn't want to ask. The very anxious friends. She yeah. like, I didn't want to ask. And then it was only when I saw her afterwards, like four days later, and we're at, we're at coffee with her like newborn because <laughs> she wanted to get out of the house. I think I was still barely moving four days later. Well, it was like I need to I need to get out yeah, of the house yeah. kind of situation because obviously it was all just kind of setting in. <laughs> she was like, they said I had this, but I don't know what it means. I was like, uh, it's kind of blood poisoning. Yeah, it's like a really bad infection. And she was like, oh okay, that's why I felt that, so weird. That made me so sick. <laughs> Oh, bless her. Um, I think, I don't know, in that case, ignorance is bliss. Because she was like, oh, that's why everyone was so worried. And I was like, it's pretty serious. It probably yeah. helped her not be stressed. I mean, she was probably stressed, but like, yeah. as in not knowing what it meant. I was like, it's like a very scary infection, yeah. Oh, bless her. So, um, yeah. my, I recently discovered, thanks yeah. to the pregnancy app I'm using this time around, mm-hmm. I always mistakenly assumed, or not mistakenly, I don't know, mm-hmm. I think it's like, well, you tell me if you would assume this. Okay. Thing. I always assumed that when you're pregnant, you have a high immunity because you're protecting baby. Yeah. You actually have a lower immunity when you're pregnant than normal. I don't know. I don't know if I like consciously thought that, but like... Obviously, during the whole COVID thing, pregnant people were in the protected kind of vulnerable yeah, category. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, because the baby, the fetus, which we've discussed before, is a parasite that your body doesn't want. It's mm-hmm. obviously constantly attacking your immune system. Yep. So that's why. It's and so your immune low. system is constantly attacking it. Yeah. To be like, are you worth this fucking energy? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why your immunity is so low when you're pregnant. Because there was chicken pox going around the school and my, everyone was like, oh, I hope like you and your son don't get it. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine if my son gets it. He'll fight it off. And they were all like, what about you? And I was like, what do you mean, what about me? And I looked it up and it's really dangerous for pregnant women to get chicken pox. And you get like sepsis yeah. from it. And I was like, oh, okay, now I'm worried. <laughs> I wasn't worried. I was living I was in like, ignorance. I've had it before. It's fine. But no. <laughs> so there we go. Pregnancy is gross. Moving on. All of that to say, we're both doing really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share some indie books. Yeah. Maybe they'll have some pregnancy tropes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there might be the a title. <laughs> the trope that most people hate. Yeah. I don't mind a pregnancy trope. I dislike a pregnancy in an epilogue. Mm, that's the that's what I hate. Is it? <laughs> no, but in general, like I, when it's like an epilogue and it's like four years later they have their children, I'm like I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't like it when it's used as a way to show a t- particularly a female main character's life is fulfilled and happy. Yeah, happily ever after. Now she's got her children. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't always enjoy that unless it has a point to the story, which I argue it doesn't. Have a <laughs> I've not read it for a while, so I'm actually now gonna read everything on my shelves including rereads okay because i want to work out what i want to keep on my shelf and what i don't want to keep on my shelf that's a good idea and i've decided that everything there's like a naked man walking past the window 
Oh, I think he's got shorts on, but he should have a top on because he's in public. Oh, um, yeah, they, um, so I'm catsissing for someone, um, and they live right next to a huge park. The entrance is literally just right there. Why is a man going into a park without a top? I don't know, don't ask these questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly sunny, he's an English male, of course he's not wearing a top. Put the nipples away, either everyone can have nipples out or no one can. Um... <laughs> And yeah, I've decided that I want every book on my shelf to be a book I love, and I want all of them to be annotated. You really like making your life hard, don't you? (laughs) That's why I built that database and I'm logging all my books. (laughs) See, that's why whenever I, you know, like I read something and straight away just got rid of it when I knew I wouldn't reread it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I have that system. And that's probably more of a space thing than a principle. I mean, I like the idea of owning every book I've read. Mm. And I like those people on BookTube I follow that have every book they've mm. read on the shelf. And it looks beautiful. But I also do not have a Canadian house that's huge. Yeah. So <laughs> We live in England. Mm. Our houses are small. <laughs> I want them to either be books I'm going to reread or books that just meant something to yeah. me. That maybe I might not reread like, them, but they still pretty love books. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Category as well. Speaking of which, I've just bought a another copy of the atlas six but different edition oh my goodness yeah because i need them all yeah this is just got what's got to collect them all <laughs> like pokemon so back to the topic indie yeah. authors indie, indie authors, authors. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while ish since we had our last indie but you kind of get them going a few months in advance now so yeah so today is all ones a lot of them have already come out because they're mm. june july and i've got one for august so, with, you know, they're all recent-ish releases, slash recent when you listen to this episode. As usual, I want to do the call-out to, if you have indie authors you want to suggest, or you are an indie author, there is a suggestion, um, not suggestion, a submission box on our website, uh, lazybookloverspodcast.wordpress.com, or you can get us on Instagram, just message us, like, either or is fine. Yeah, mm. or if you go to my TikTok, I've only got one pinned video, and it is for you to tell me about your books. Yeah. Like, you can just send us the TikTok about your book if you want. Yeah, just tag, like, That's tag what you've done quite a lot. Whatever, yeah. yeah, so just that call out. And uh, if anyone would like to do author interviews, we're open to doing them, especially if someone might need some maternity leave soon from mm. the podcast. Yes. So... Also, if you're interested, get in touch. <laughs> that is indeed. Uh, okay. Let's do this. So, um, we've got a good selection of, surprisingly, against all odds, fantasy books. (laughs) (laughs) Just for a change. Wait, is there any tacky romance? We had a lot of romance last time. Um, And then lots of romance with werewolves. (laughs) I've got one that is potentially a smutty romance. No. Oh my God, some of the books I've been reading recently. (laughs) No, we'll do that. But I have read a lot of indie books recently and... I really want us to do a smart, smart talk episode or smart book. Oh, episode. definitely. Um, I feel like you have more to contribute to the conversation because this is a recent discovery of mine. Yeah, I read. <laughs> well, it's the third for us. It's the third of July, and I've already mm. read two books this month, and one Fucking of them. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed a lot. Reality can't find you if you're not <laughs> exactly. Last month, I read fourteen books. Fucking hell. I don't know what's happening, and I DNF'd one. And I read uh, The Dragon's Bride. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And it was fabulous. It actually was fabulous. Oh my god, I can't wait for Except a reading I did have now. a big complaint to my partner, because in the book, 
the dragon has two penises. <laughs> um, and I was like saying to my partner, two penises and there's no DP throughout this whole book. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but apparently, yeah, it was really good for no reason. I can't wait to the reading update now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the first one is Darkest of Thrones by Blanche Mays. I follow Blanche on TikTok and she's brilliant. So do check her out. I think her TikTok is, oh, it's bookish underscore Blanche. She is French, but she writes English books and they're always fancy and they just sound really cool. Imagine writing in your second language. I can't even write a book in my first language. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first book in a series. It's called The Blight. She has some other books out. I have a couple of her other books on my Kindle ready to read. Um, But, you know. (laughs) Let's let's not not get crazy. Okay, so... (laughs) And do you know what I love as well? I've noticed a lot of these... A lot of these books I'm going to talk about today, on Amazon, the authors have listed the trigger warnings. I've seen that and happen in loads of books. Be yeah. The the norm, it just has to be. And in the like the front page. Mm. Like AK Mulford has it on her front page, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, I've read a few books that have it and it just should be the norm. Yeah. And if you don't care, you just skip it. Yeah. Or if you're worried about spoilers, just skip it. So I won't read the trigger warnings for any of these, but look them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I read what this one's about, it says, uh, Shadow and Bone meets Friend of Glass, this new adult fantasy series with phase, mystery and diversity is perfect for fans of A.K. Mulford and Jennifer L. Armantrout. Oh, okay. So, perfect for you. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> right on my street. I started throwing a glass. Did you? I'll save that for the update. Mm. That's what I was doing till three o'clock this morning. Really? I'm, I'm about halfway through it already. Ah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so... Fifty years ago, the blight spread over Estiv. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, favourite about names. I make up how they're pronounced. <laughs> Leaving death and destruction in its path. After her mother's death, Thea took her place as healer of her village, but her secret gift is not the ability to heal with a touch. Hmm. When the royal guard shows up at her door requesting the healer's services for a secret royal mission... She is forced to leave everything behind. Determined to survive the journey to the capital, despite not having her mother's talents, she will have to question Rogan, a mysterious fae accompanying the convoy. What does the Queen need her for? How long will she be gone? And more importantly, why does Fia feel so drawn to Rogan, a complete stranger? Oh! If there's not fated mates in this, I'm already pissed off. <laughs> I love it! And the cover looks really cool. Oh, it does look really um. Oh. oh, there's a map as well, which has just opened up. Oh, I love a map. Oh, I love a map. <laughs> so the cover is a black background with like a little bit of white smoke. Mm. And in front of it is the two figures, presumably Fia and Rogan. And they are like back to back, like looking away. And oh. Fia is wearing... Oh, actually, oh, maybe not though. I, don't, I think that might be Fia and the Queen, perhaps. Because I've just realised... There's a lady in like a ball gown and she's holding a crown. So that might be the queen. And then there's a lady who... Oh, but that looks like an elf. They both have elf ears. Oh, it looks cool <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I reckon you're right. Like a queen and then the the 
Other lady. <laughs> oh, look at that. That looks good. And then when you click on it, check it out on Amazon on the Kindle when it shows. It's got a map. I love it's a map. It's got a map. <laughs> As always, if you go to the link in our bio or to our website or whatever, go to the link for the indie authors. Amazon wish list and all of the indie offers we've ever spoken about in these episodes will be on that wish list. Mm-hmm. Do not buy from that wish list or you send it to me, but you're more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> just use that to get the book yeah. and add it yeah, to your to your basket. Where's the usual? We're open to free books. It's yeah. not happened yet, but we're um, open to I it. I got sent a book from an author the other day. Did you? Yeah, that's exciting. Cool. Um, so this came out on the 24th of June, and it has, let me see, oh, it's only got one review so far, people need to talk about, oh, the review said I had the biggest crush on Rogan. Um, and before we move on to the next one, that's, that, this one, Darkest Friends, is available on Kindle Unlimited at the moment, so. Oh, nice. Pick it up. Right, next one, it's the second book in a series, it's called The Ice King, mm. and it's by Hannah Grace, um, so I will read. That's a great name. The first book in the series. Oh, hang on a minute. Because I know that one of these books that was in a series, each book was actually a standalone. But I think because it's fantasy, it's probably not that mm-hmm. way. So yeah, I'll read the first book in the series. And the first book's called Throne of Blood. And the series is called Kingdoms of Elaria. And both of these are on Kindle Unlimited at the moment. The names are something of something. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> So, Throne of Blood, which is the first book, this came out on the 20th of March, and the second book, The Ice King, came out on the 25th of June. Working hard. Some of these indie authors doing in the work, So, she was traded to the hated Shifter King for peace. Her father hoping it'd break her, make her more compliant, but Hades is watching. Oh. Oh. And he favours her far more than the world will ever know. Mm. On the continent of Valeria, magic was wiped from the lands by a cruel emperor, Bart Talis. That sounds like a really cool name. That sounds like a good villain name. Yeah. (laughs) Emery's plan was to wait until her sister was healthy, take her and escape her father's rule, disappearing forever. But when Kai Blackwood, the monstrous shifter king, comes to Pharos to contest the throne... The Emperor trades his daughter for peace, sending her hundreds of miles away from her beloved sister to a city she has been trained to hate. Hitting the streets in her favourite mask, donning the name Persephone. Oh, I'm oh, I see you. what you did I'm lacking the mythology. <laughs> she starts uncovering mysteries that cannot be ignored. A black market selling girls, magic weapons and magical creatures, a merchant king looking for a deal and a crime lord his eyes all seeing. Finding surprising allies in the most unusual places, Emery's realising that maybe her enemies aren't truly her enemies. Maybe the real enemies are far closer to home. And maybe the Shifter King isn't as monstrous as she previously thought. Well, of course, his name is like, what? Something Blackwood? Yeah. Tall, dark and handsome, I'm guessing? Kai Blackwood. Kai Blackwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is... That's a... That's my main character lover interest. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a love interest name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds cool. And then it says, filled with dark magic, cursed shifters, and forbidden love. Oh, I like shifter. Shifter narratives as well. Yeah. Uh, The covers are really cute. So, the Throne of Blood one is like a black cover, and it's got like the outline of a 
rose in red. It kind of looks a little bit like fire embers rather than... Okay. And then it's got the um, title in a very fancy medieval script. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then it's got like... They kind of look like antlers at the bottom. Like magical antlers or something. But yeah, it looks like a good cover. Oh yeah, or like... I would say roots of a tree, but it's not yeah. quite root. It's like, they look like ants that are roots. And then like um, the cover for the second book is just as nice. The Ice King. And it's like a black cover with just a bit of ice running through the middle of it, yeah, really. Yeah, like snowflakes, but it's like yeah. proper... I mean, that is proper classic fantasy font yeah. on the front there. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we go then. That sounds good. That's definitely... Good job, Hannah. Both of them I want to read, and they're on Kindle Unlimited, which I've finally been making good use of. If you have Prime, you don't have Kindle Unlimited, do you? You have to pay for it separately, yeah. And it's like third subscription service to Amazon. Seven or eight pounds. Yeah, I've already got Audible, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I can't have a third one. (laughs) But you could. But. (laughs) (laughs) The next one, we're taking a little break. From fantasy. Oh, okay. we'll be back next. We've got our token non fantasy author. Aren't you blessed? <laughs> so, this is a romance, contemporary romance, that's it. And as soon as I saw the cover, I was like in love. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with the cover. Uh, okay. It's by Therese M. Clark. I'll, I'll add it onto our list. Also, all of these authors I also follow on TikTok, so go check her out. So, the cover has. It's called a courageous love, a courageous love novel. It's like a secondary title. Okay. And the cover is ro- loads of roses, and then there's like a silhouette of a man and woman coming out, almost like they're gonna kiss. And then at the bottom, there's like it's it's a gap in the roses that is kind mm. of like a heart shaped with a silhouette of a person as well. Oh, so it's very like cute and. Cute you notice that roses are making a comeback on covers mm. lately. I've noticed that as a, like a trend. Yeah, I don't see as many snakes now. Mm. It seems to be snakes roses. are out. Roses are back in. Yeah, yeah. Thorns. Are we getting thorns are in or out? Because it was like, I feel like lots of snakes and thorns happening. Out, yeah. If we've got roses, there should be thorns. Or is it vines? Yeah, yeah. Although I do think we've got one coming mm. up that has thorns on it. So. Mm. They're obviously not completely out. So, Maya Anderson only knows success. Set a goal, create a plan, achieve. Everything she can control, she does, down to her colour-coordinated closet. Then someone tried to kill her. (laughs) Now she has a new goal, stay alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does say contemporary romantic suspense novel. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of thriller thrown in there. So, now she has a new goal, stay alive. New town, new identity, no men. A decent... (laughs) I like this. (laughs) Queen, we get you. (laughs) A decent three-step plan... To give her a fighting chance until running with a local detective with haunted green eyes mm, oh. leaves her vulnerable in more ways than one. Haunted green eyes. Mm. Wow. Mike Shepard left his hometown in the Colorado mountains, a bruised, broken kid, vowing never to return. Yet here he is 20 years later, playing Jews to, Jews to the dead. He's built a life protecting the vulnerable, and as the town's newest detective, he's determined to restore trust and honour to the department, recovering from decades of corruption. Oh, of course yeah. he's a cop. Neither are ready for this. <laughs> but is anyone ever ready for the kind of love that stops your heart? Oh, mm. love it. So this came out on the 28th of June, and 
It just sounds so cute. Oh, okay. So, like, the roses, like, like silhouette their faces. I bet this is so beautiful in real life as a cover. Yeah. Like, a little bit sparkly, maybe. Like, glowy. Yeah, this is, like, the first... That's, like, proper classic romance, isn't it? Yeah. This is the first I've heard of um, Therese, but she does have Mm. another one out, which is called Chaser. And it's a courageous love novel as well. So, it must be, like, a series she's doing... Do you reckon the books are related? Oh, no, that like... Chaser does, hasn't come out yet, actually. Yeah. That comes out in November. Another couple takes centre stage, it says. Oh, okay. So, yeah, get in now, and then you can follow along, rather than join the North and have a backlog. Which is what we usually do, is have, like, join them at, like, the seventh book. Yeah, like, and then you're like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to some fantasy. Whoop, whoop. And this has some fawns on the cover. Well, like some vine. It's called The Witch's Grimoire, a Victorian gas lamp <gasps> fantasy. I didn't realise that was a genre, but I like it. I need to know more about it. <laughs> this is book two in A Witch's Eternal Souls. I like the witch. Witches and dragons making a comeback. Yeah, love it. I'm reading at the minute a discovery of witches, and like every page I've been like, witches, yes. <laughs> I've got the first book of that. I've always been meaning yeah. to like read it or watch the series, and I've never. No, it's it's part of my round robin, so I've mm. got to finish the book. I was meant to have finished it at the beginning of June. It's now July, and yeah, I want to finish this book, and then I can watch the show, mm. and then I'll read the rest. But I like the witches, witches, dragons, all that making a comeback in fantasy. Yeah, we but we're in such a good fantasy. Era. Yeah. Love it. So it's by Victoria A. Williams. Came out on the 30th of June. But I'll obviously go and read the first book. Oh, no, they do carry on. Yeah, so the first book is called The Wild Hunt. Oh, I love stuff to do with The Wild Hunt as well, like as a theme. It's, it sounds really cool. Yeah. I think both books are available on Kindle Unlimited. Just right now. You should Dang just it. get Kindle yeah, Unlimited at this point. Don't need another place to have books, though. Like, it's just no, too much. I don't read what I've already got. Like, you could only you only used to be able to have 10 out at a time, and then they upped it to mm. 20, and I have had 20 the entire time, and I'm like, I need to just read some of these. Like, yeah. So I'll read book one. The wild hunt storms the woods of Northwick, hungry for wicked souls. The mythical hunter guards the forest, searching for his soulmate. The witch's tree stands vigil, the final violent end for thousands of witches. In the town mm. of Northwick, Freya Molden is under constant scrutiny from the witch hunters. When a chance meeting sets her in the sights of a powerful witch intent on using her for a sacred blood rite. As her naive heart begins to fall, events show her there may be more to the stories than she's been told, and more to her understanding of witches as evil. Plunged into a terrifying world with no idea how to navigate it, Freya may be following a path to her death. Can she survive or will she lose her soul to the witches? I really like Freya as well. Uh, Very, what's the word I'm trying to Mythological. Mythological, thank you. Oh my god, it would not come out. Yeah, I like it. Like Norse stuff, Greek stuff, making a comeback. So the covers, the first one, The Wild Hunt, it's like, it's got like the, the old school font again i love it it's got like a deer in the middle just like a head of a deer and it's all in gold and then the background is like vines in the background and then the witch's grimoire looks really cool it's more purpley okay it has the witch's grimoire written there it's got like 
in the middle it's got a symbol of um the tree which i'm guessing is that witch's tree yeah and then the background has like a slight grim like a book around it like the grim one oh, okay, like so it. it looks like the tree is embossed on the book and then there's vines as okay, well oh my god they're very pretty i would like to see these they physical as well kind of remind me of like shadow and bone style books yeah, as well like yeah. the, that sort of style oh my god the wild hard one is so nice what about this font is called <laughs> <laughs> yeah both of these are books that if i saw them in a bookshop i would pick them up to have a look at what they're about yeah that's they this would 100 percent suck me in mm. they're like all glowy as well yeah they're brilliant the tree is cool the tree's like a tree of life looking yeah. tree which, given that I have a tree of life tattoo, I'm a sucker <laughs> you, you for. Quite like a tree of life. <laughs> so yeah, both of them sound brilliant. I I think like maybe at the end of the year, we should do like a little mm. chat of just indie books we've read, especially if any of them were on any of these lists. Oh, I finally actually read some of the indies we talked yeah. about like six months ago. Yeah. I bought the books and then finally I have just gotten around to reading them, so I actually have some to talk about. Yeah, so I think we should do that at the end of the year, like a yeah. little wrap up. So this author, Victoria A. Williams, has loads of books, a different series. So there's a series called, I'm just scrolling through her, her books, mm. a series called Bound by Fire. It looks like it's a trilogy. It just already slaps, yeah. <laughs> and the covers are beautiful, look. Oh my goodness. They're like pinks and greens. And, and like just... little like windows into different worlds. Yeah, it just looks yeah. so beautiful. It looks like all of her books are on Kindle Unlimited. Um, oh, that's the first one, Shifting Flames. And, and then she's got this series, The Immortals Trilogy. Which so I want to know, like, doing all this hard work, is she doing this around work? Yeah, good like, question. I just want to know. I'm so fascinated how people, like, manage this around if they work or if this is their main job or, like, the, how does it work? The Immortals Trilogy has a book four. Which <laughs> just... Victoria. <laughs> I mean... Darling, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of chaotic energy. I'm going to make a trilogy. Um, <laughs> so the, not the, done. The fourth book comes out in September. But I like the way you went in the beginning and you were like, the Immortals trilogy. And then you're like, ah, there's a fourth book. <laughs> to be fair, it How rolls off the do? tongue better. Yeah. So the Immortals trilogy and then the prequel or sequel or whatever. Yeah. Then the Immortals quadrilogy. <laughs> Is that even a word? The Immortals Serious? Quad- quadrant? <laughs> Quad- <laughs> but yeah, so check check that out. Maybe take a holiday, I don't yeah. know. It looks like you work pretty hard. Alright, the next one is, I think, the potential... I don't even know if I've mentioned this in a previous episode. It's been okay. on my list for a while. But I feel like because it was a July release, I didn't We all know, I it. won't remember. And it'd be like, no. I've heard it for the first time, so let's do it. <laughs> so this is the potential... Smutty one? Um... So it's from a series called the Pankow Holiday Series, and the author is Linda Pankow. Um, and they're all based around uh, holidays of like the year, like Christmas and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah, 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 got you. So, um, the first one is The 24 Men of Christmas, a okay. fantasy contest. And when the best stripper group in Australia holds a contest. <laughs> this already sounds The so second good. one is a Halloween one. It's called Come Out to Play, a side-by-side book to Freaks. So I guess in Freaks is another book she has. Uh, 
In this book, you will enjoy every other day in October as a new person winning a date with a new stripper. Um, and the one I'm going to talk about now, which came out, comes out, came out on the first of July, mm-hmm. um, is called Camp You Wanna, and it's a Fourth of July adventure. And then just to mention, the other two books in this series are New Year's ones. So, oh, Reggie, you can just keep going forever and ever, like just picking a new holiday. Like this will never run out. No, <laughs> the same concept every so time never like, fails. <laughs> and there's so many like international days you could do. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then you just move on to like, <laughs> non-Western holidays. Yeah. You could really go through it. <laughs> so this one is called Camp You Wanna, and it's a Fourth of July adventure. And it says, "I've been with my husband for thirteen years now. He has opened up to me and asked for a relationship change. When I asked him what he was thinking, the only answer he had for me was." I'll show you this 4th of July. If you don't like it, I'll never ask again. Now now I have no choice but to go with him to campgrounds for the 4th of July. What he has in store for me over this amazing weekend, this amazing holiday week, I have no idea, but I will try my best to enjoy it. My husband, Hank, has always been an amazing man, but lately he's been watching some interesting things on xvideos.com. Oh, dear. I mean, really interesting. Now, here I stand with my amazing husband. Is he amazing? Is he amazing? I thought like you said it too many times. Are you okay? Blink twice. In front of the Statue of Liberty that apparently is on display all year round at this campground. This new campground, well, new to me, called Camp You Wanna. Yes, there is a question mark at the end of this place. Now, I find myself curious as to what I will discover here. So, don't, what is she going to have an audio at Camp You Wanna? Like, what's happening? I'm just going to scroll down a little bit and look at the reviews because I kind of want to know now. It's a swinger camp. Yes! <laughs> yeah! Called it! Imagine <laughs> just, just bringing your wife to an orgy camp and just not telling her. Like, yeah, you should have to need a bit of prep. Yeah. Because <laughs> what if she wasn't into it? Then you just stand there and clap, like, keep time. What are you there doing? for a week? Just. Are you just going to enjoy the lake? <laughs> Just imagine sorry, in my head I'm re- picturing two people like canoeing past like just an orgy happening in the lake. <laughs> and it's just her like looking super moody while he rose. <laughs> and he's trying not to look at it. Oh. Yeah, so there we go. Linda Pankow has a lot of books, a lot of different series. She's got like a a mafia anthology, a post-apocalyptic anthology. Oh, just hitting all the best tropes. Oh, there's a load of... They're all romance. Covers with half-naked men. You know, it's Love just... It. It's just... Doing the work. about how... Do, where do they get the... Do they get models to come do these covers for them? No, it's quite expensive like here in photos. Just stock photos. Yeah, yeah, have you... Oh, there's that woman on TikTok who... Searches for sexy men on stock photos. No, I haven't seen it. I was meant to her because she has the most amazing voice and she like, um, <laughs> as she does like a little narration of what she's seeing. Oh and my it's God. Brilliant. I will, I mean, I'll tag you in one of them. I videos. do love going through stock photos sometimes when you're, when you're trying to like find a specific thing mm. and it's just like, cause some of these stock photos are just mad. Yeah. Like, why would you take that? Why would, but I mean, obviously people use them, but... Yeah, and, like, the ones that she finds, loads of them you can tell were from, like, the 80s or something, and they're just so funny. She searches sexy man, or sexy <laughs> men, and then she shows the most ridiculous things. Do you think Canva has any? Have you ever looked? I think they probably do. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. 
<laughs> right, next one is a romance. Not a fantasy. So another little romance. So it's by Marie... <laughs> so, so, so Sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, you know, every every indie episode, I'm like, I can't do names. So this one comes out on the 5th of July. It's the second in a series, but they're not they're not the same characters. Okay, so stand, it's yeah. standalones, but like... So it's called the Canyon Cove Love Stories. So they're all little romances, maybe set in the same place. Yeah, maybe it sounds like the Canyon same location. Cove. Yeah. yeah. So this one's called Fill the Rhythm. Which sounds cute. Oh, did I show you? I didn't show you the cover of that Camp I Wanna. Oh, Camp, no, yeah, Camp, you showed me Camp, Camp I Wanna first. I'm just going to go back quickly and show you, turn you the cover of Camp Camp You Wanna, Camp, Camp Swingers. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, you're going to have to explain it for me. Okay, I can't. Okay. I just can't. <laughs> oh, so it looks like, you know, like a teen novel about a camp. So it has that vibe, like it's like wooden background with like, Almost like Polaroid-sized pictures. Like Um, a scrapbook. Like a scrapbook kind of pictures. But it's like mostly (laughs) half-naked men, really muscly men. But clothed women for the most part, which is a nice change. Um, Apart from one with basically a lingerie. Um, Yeah. It looks like the kind of book you would see. You know like when you go... You know when you go on like a holiday and you go to like yeah. a lodge or something and, and they've got the some left on the shelf. Yeah, it looks yeah. like one of those. Honestly, we went on holiday when I was younger and there was like a on-site library thing and I just picked up it was like a detective novel and I definitely just thought it was like in like a crime novel and I was like 12. Oh, <laughs> and no. then it had like really explicit sex scenes in it and then I was like, like I can't read this in front of anyone. <laughs> All this range of like the holiday. Oh, they all like, have the same kind of images, yeah. like set against the background. Like scrapbook style. Of semi naked men. Well, a lot of them were about strippers, weren't they? So. Yeah. Oh no, what a shame. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> um, Alright, back to the fluffy romance. Go um, for it. We're in the canyon. Yeah, it's called Feel the Rhythm. And I'll do the cover first because it's quite cute. And you can actually, um, on Marie's website, you can uh, request stickers of the characters. Can you? Yeah, that's clever. And all it says at the bottom is, please um, please promise me you'll read the book or something like that. <laughs> um, so the cover, it has like a, a white box with a black outline. And it says, fill the rhythm in like a pink script. And then it's the background is all like purpley pinky waves almost okay and then there's a uh, little cutouts of a man and a woman the woman's in the little ballet pose okay not really a ballet outfit but a ballet pose and a man's in a suit and it's like that style you know when they don't have any facial features yeah 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 Yeah. so i think they the okay. cover looks really cute but the cover kind of looks ya it does a bit. Like, it's really kind of, like, bright and, like, young-looking. Yeah. And vibrant. And the cover of the other one is um, a similar style as well. Mm. So, this comes out on the 5th of July. And it says, Moving back home at 27 was not my original plan. But after the car accident that completely upended my family's life, I just had to be there for them. I cannot complain, though. They let me blast Britney Spears' greatest hits while making dinner. <laughs> 
and they still respect my freedom as an adult. I can even meet up with my secret guy friends without any questions. No one can know about him, especially not my best friend. If she ever found out, she'd say bye, bye, bye to our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, He's not my boyfriend or anything as much as I daydream about him. And it's not like he's into me anyway. Besides, I have zero time for romance in between running three dance teams, working an extra job to help support my family and dealing with my snooty co-worker. Did I mention Mm. I'm also taking over my snooty co-worker's dance teams? But don't worry about me. I can handle everything, right? (laughs) So it's going to have like step-up vibes. Yeah. (laughs) And the other book, um, which came out in March... It's called Speak Your Truth, and this mm-hmm. is a second chance romance, and it's like the similar style, but it's like blues instead of pinks. And the little cutouts is a lady that's like, pow, with her hand on her hip. And the man is has a guitar slung over his shoulder, so I oh guess it's gosh, like a, love it. a singing or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh so they just look like really a cute, cute little dress. dress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that sounds interesting. And that's the main character in that is called Amethyst King. <gasps> Oh, that's a great name. That sounds cool, doesn't it? Imagine just like walking around and like that. I'm Amethyst King. Please meet you. You'd have to say your whole name all yeah. the time, wouldn't you? Well, you can never just say Amethyst. No. Imagine if you just like let people call you Amy. <laughs> and then <laughs> no one ever knew. Ames. <laughs> when people find out my full name, they're always like, I didn't know. <laughs> the other day, there's someone I've known 10 years who didn't know my name was shortened for something else. Oh, really? And they were like, how have I known you 10 years and I've never they, known... They I've never thought you were called Tony. They thought time. Tony was just like, ah, just my name. So the context, cool. my full name is Antonia, but I just don't go by it. My parents have never called me it. It's not even like my you're in trouble name, like some people's full names are. It's just it's just not my name. Mm. It's fancy me names. Name, basically. It's I use it for writing, to be fair. Where did um, they come from? Do you know what the inspiration was? Uh, I was going to be Tony first. My, they wanted to call me Tony. And then one of my mum's friends pointed out that, like, if I wanted to do something, like, be a lawyer or something, having, like, a full name that was a bit fancier sounded a bit more professional. Okay. I can understand that logic, then. Yeah. So, I think I was named after a singer or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Because alongside your brother's name, it Mm. sounds overly fancy also well yeah my name sounds excessively italian mm. compared to the rest of my family yeah. my full name is like antonio louise Bernardin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then all of my cousins and my brother all have gaelic names yeah like, what's going on so i'm just like there with like some random name but by a weird coincidence and this wasn't on purpose on my mum's side there has been a tony every generation going back like 300 years or something oh but this was like what for me they they didn't name me according to that. Mm. But there's been a Tony like every generation, like a Tony female or just a Tony in general. I'm the first girl Tony. Okay, okay. But there's been a Tony oh. short for different things like Anthony, like all of them. Yeah. But, oh, that's cool. And also, I found out from the Spanish girl at my work if I was Spanish, my short name wouldn't be like Tony. It would be like like Tonya or something. Oh. Like from Antonia. That's how they'd shorten it was like near or like I wouldn't be Tony. It wouldn't be the way they shorten it. That's interesting. And I was like, that's interesting. But like with like one of the Spanish like little flares. Yeah. <laughs> sounds or something. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't do. Jewel and Greg doesn't doesn't do that enough work there. <laughs> right, so we've got two more. So this comes out on the 
26th of July, mm. and this is called Soul Collector, and it's the first in the Soul Collector series. I already know I'm going to like it. Yeah. Hi, um, <laughs> Rebecca Rennick. So it says, only the rarest of daughters born with hair of fire are destined to be marked as soul collectors. Love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Chosen by Alamir, the god of death and the afterlife, they are feared and loathed forcing them to travel in their customary wooden wagons across the land. Hair of fire in a wooden wagon doesn't really sound I mean, smart And Unless just like ginger hair, maybe? Oh, maybe. Like kiss by I fire. Know, I want someone something. with hair of fire. Just like walking around oh, like... That would be cool. <laughs> like um, in Inside Out, is that what it's called? The little emotions. Yeah, 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 the anger guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also that they may collect the souls that call them. Few know their origins and fewer still care to. The people that pray to the gods and their servants are less than appreciated. One such soul collector, Sorrel, embraces her destiny and duty. Enduring a lifetime of derision and solitude, she believes the ability to help a soul pass on in peace to be a gift, something beautiful to be celebrated. Yet not all appreciate her efforts or believe her to be doing the right thing. Mm. When an unexpected interaction with a soul leaves her questioning everything she's ever known, Sorrel must choose between her God's demands and the demands of her heart to follow her God-given duty or to follow the oddly alluring man <laughs> who offers her that which she has desired her whole life. Unsure which choice is the right one, she must have faith in herself to, this, to succeed. Love it. This is book one in a duet. Duet? Is that the word you wanted? That's what it says here. Duet, Duet. really? Yeah. Ah. Duology. Duology? And this is the sweet, slow burn fantasy romance. (gasps) In a world of magical realism, curious gods and wondrous places. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Hitting all the spots. Mm. And the cover has the (laughs) old kind of style (laughs) font. Honestly, so fantasy is just having like a renaissance oh, right, right now. I love it so much. Proper classic, like fantasy fun. And it's got the other thing that a lot of fantasy books seem mm. to have at the moment, like the circle, like the the writings in the middle, and then it's got like a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all of the Blood and Ash books. Yes. Yeah, and then it's got like vines and branches sort of going around it, really. Oh, it's glowy as well. Yeah. I'm really like enjoying it. the current. Oh, it's got like a spider web in one corner. Yeah. And, oh, I like it. That looks like a little heart at the bottom. Or like a rose or like a flower. Oh. I can't make it out. But yeah, I Very think nice. I will be reading that. And yeah. I think you will I think all of these were, I would read, which is a problem. As always. And then you'll forget about it until you re-listen. When I'll listen to it. And I was like, oh yeah, I that. And then that. I'll put that, I'll put it in my Amazon wish list. And then once a month around payday, I'll go through my wish list going, oh my God, that book. <laughs> and I will do that on a cycle until I eventually buy it. Then I'll buy it, it will sit on a shelf. <laughs> and then I'll do that on a cycle of, oh yeah, that book. And then six months later, oh yeah, that book. <laughs> <laughs> then I actually read it. This is how this works. But it means you get a second chance at being on the podcast. <laughs> so, um... I've got one more. I'm going to save the August one okay. for our next one because it's not on Kindle yet. So it's just kind of a, I know okay. it's coming. So maybe by the time we do our next Indie Off one, we'll have more information mm. on it. So this is going to be the last one I talk about. This is a series. This is the first in the series called The Fay of the Forest. Sold. Yeah. This is a sleeping beauty retelling. 
Oh, you're gonna. That's oh, I'm yeah, sad. That's it. <laughs> and it's called Forest of Dreams and Whispers. Something or something and something. <laughs> and uh, the author, Catherine MacDonald, and she's put notes this book is rated upper young adult slash new adult. Well so done, I appreciate Catherine. That. Thank you, Catherine. Just say not suitable for under 16. So we, uh, for context, we frequently have this debate on this podcast about whole YA, NA, we do need to be careful with these smarty books coming out, but they're clear that they're not for a certain age range, so well done. Yeah, this says it contains uh, some language, violence, and scenes of a sexual nature. India, which I would hope it would have. <laughs> yeah, hopefully setting the standard... Yeah, honestly, I keep seeing, like, tangenting, but like, I keep seeing all these TikToks about, and, like, I see it on Twitter, and I see it on LinkedIn as well, like, this big debate against, like, traditional publishing just not catching up with how That's TikTok so is changing yeah, the industry. Yeah. It is, it's fundamentally changed the and industry, traditional and they're not adapting. So set. Yeah, they're not adapting, mm. and it's just very little things they'd have to change as well. Like, it's not, it's not a big deal. Did you see... This is a tangent, but whilst we talk about this, mm. did you see James Pattinson's Patterson? James, that was. I don't know how to say it properly. It's Pattinson. Pattinson. Pat Patterson. Patterson. Pattinson is the Batman. Um, Patterson. <laughs> his extremely lukewarm take on how it's really hard now to get published as a white man because traditional publishers oh are pushing God. diversity. Oh, cry me a little river. From the How man many books has he published? He's fine. And has a ghostwriters because he publishes like nine books a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not even oh writing your own God. books, pal. You're fine. <laughs> oh, no. Poor white men. Diversity <laughs> is killing them. And people who can self-promote as well. Like, that's the thing. People are, they're buying the author as well as the books now. And I quite like that. Yeah, like, there's a lot of books that I want to pick up because I like the author. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a thing that TikTok has done, like, across the board, is it's switched the kind of, again, this is diverting into really nerdy marketing stuff, but the narrative has switched to buying the person, not the product. And Which is something that influencers have been doing for years yeah, now. Yeah, it's to do with influencer culture, but then it's like TikTok has really taken yeah. that and, like... And, like, the line between... There's, there's a very thin line now between you and the author... Mm like they're yeah. not yeah they're like someone you can message if you want kind of and thing. also it's just this thing of like especially uh, i guess with books especially it's quite a an like, intimate personal thing of like they wrote this book and it, it speaks to some kind of part of you and it really makes you feel something and then this is obviously the he she's you who must not be named paradox of i have such strong feelings and such like important memories to do with the books which have been ruined by that author turning out to be who she was mm-hmm. later in life and having values that don't reflect my own. Or um, perhaps the time harmful. that she just wasn't in a position where she could, like... Yeah, and then obviously then you then find them in the narrative after the fact. And then I think this this way, I already know that A.K. Mulford is just a queen. A baby, yeah. Yeah. And I trust everything she has you to say. she's got a new series coming out as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> Tangent over. <laughs> Forest of Dreams and Whispers by Catherine MacDonald. Something, something, something. Love it. Came yeah. out on the 27th of July. It's on, it comes out on the 27th of July. And it's going to be on Kindle Unlimited. Oh, you're going to be busy. <laughs> I love you, Catherine. Um, <laughs> so, it says... 
a mortal raised in the land of fairy, Juliana Ardencourt. Love it. Do you want to come at it with a better name? Like, that is brilliant. <laughs> Doesn't remember the curse being cast, but the rest of the fairy do. Or the rest of the fairy does. On Prince Hawthorne's 18th birthday, at the first drop of his blood spilled, the kingdom will be plunged into a century-long slumber, and the unsilly king will will reign. I've got a few books lined up mm. about the unsilly king. I've not heard of this. It's mm. like a... I think it's something from like fame or college. Okay. Um, as his personal guard, Juliana is... Ju- yeah, it is Juliana. Is sworn to serve the vain, arrogant prince only until the fateful that fateful day. But when the castle... When the curse is unleashed... When the curse is unleashed, <laughs> Juliana alone is the only one that can save him. Connected to Hawthorne through their dreams, Juliana soon finds her feelings shifting for the boy she once swore to hate and soon swears to sacrifice everything to save him. Why isn't this out now? <laughs> especially, especially with you and your... Um, retellings. Retellings. I love Sleep and Beauty and Beauty You're and the Beast. basic bitch for a fantasy retelling. I love <laughs> And a fantasy retelling with some smart. Yeah. With lots Sign of me up. Classic, <laughs> like... Oh my god, fairy tale. That's the word. Fucking hell. <laughs> I do it. Enjoy, lots of like, those classic yeah. fairy tale little things bring I love in. everything like that. And that's why I love that once upon a time so yeah. much. You know, it got really terrible. Still love it. The cover is just beautiful. That's all I've got to say. Show me cover. I'll show you. You can do it. Do you want me to do yeah, the words? Please. I, my words have failed. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we've got, again, some nice curly way classic fantasy script. We've got butterflies around the words. And then there's like kind of a forest behind it you can see kind of the outlines of like tree branches and trunks of trees and there's like flowers it's very pretty it's very yeah foresty vibes given the name but so this is the first of the fae of the forest i wonder if each book will follow a different will do a different retelling oh that'd be cool yeah or if it will all be following these characters to be fair you don't get many that explore like the one fantasy concept like the one fairy tale concept like through several books yeah they don't get many that do that standalone aren't they except like akatar but i guess only the first one with the beauty and the beast Uh, yeah the first one's a beauty and the beast but then i've seen some things online like um the other books are other retellings it's just a bit more subtle Mm, um i have to if i come across those on pinterest again i'll send you them because like her, their surname is a river in Greece, Asheron. So it's a river in Greek mythology, oh. um, like a river of like grief or misery or something. I can't remember now. Some were saying it's like a Persephone retelling, which I'm not sure is correct. Maybe they're just stretching it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, next time I see them, I'll send yeah. you it. But there are some theories floating around online, just not fairy tale ones. So this author has loads of books. <laughs> She's got a series called The Fae Collection. So there's a little yep. mermaid retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Ruh roll. Ruh roll. So she'll definitely be reading those. She's got a series, a duology called Fairies of the Underworld, and it's a Hades and Persephone retelling. And then she's got Villainous, and an anthology of fairy tale retellings, which is multiple authors. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. By the looks of it, a lot of them are on Kindle Unlimited, so that's cool. Give <laughs> something to do. So yeah, Catherine McDonald, thank you for the next few months of 
the next 15 books in your TV read. <laughs> <laughs> when I was just literally explaining how I want to read all my physical books. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it for today. Voila. Thank you for joining us. Do all the things we said at the beginning. Yeah. And you need to follow us on your various streaming platforms, please. Yeah, um, review us, please. I checked the analytics, and it turns out you actually are following us when we ask. So that's oh, sick. Thank you for that. Lovely. Um, and we check the analytics, and you're still there, which is lovely. So thank you so much. <laughs> I love you maybe as more than a friend if you're following us. That's nice. Thanks. <laughs> I've changed my mind and we're now in an enemy to lovers uh, storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Speak to you next week. Bye.